Arturo Merán. Arturo, Yeah, it's all static still. I don't know what it is. Oh, dude, you got it. Hold it right there. Alright, would you rather never smell bad but always feel clean? Or always feel clean but smell the worst you've smelled on this trip so far? Hmm. Um I would take feeling dirty and smelling good. Is that that's not the way you phrased it? No, yeah, that but that, that's options? wow. Yeah, I would do that because I think we're going to feel dirty for most of the trip, you know. Um, so that's okay. We wouldn't offend people with our odor. We also wouldn't offend our own noses because sometimes it's gotten to that point where I am disgusted by my own smell. Wow, that surprises me because I am so full heartedly. I would rather feel clean than smell good. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we've been smelling bad everywhere we've gone so far, maybe except one or two days. And I feel like we're already going to be offending people walking in in our spandex with our, you know, everything that comes along with your spandex. or intriguing with the spandex. I feel like a lot of people don't see spandex in their everyday lives and they see it on us and they think, Oh, what are these guys doing? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll pick up a pair at my local bike shop. Yeah. Start wearing that around. Maybe I'll talk to them for a bit. Give them some ice cream. Oh, all right. It's Friday, June 2nd. We are recording from Cedar city, Utah. It is day 26 of our ride to the far South. Um, Ty and I are here on a rest day. And we're resting. Yeah. We slept in a bed last night. We showered. We ate food from actual porcelain dishes with metal cutlery. And the dishes were clean. Yeah. And it was cooked well. Yeah. So all things are looking up right now. We've got some errands we've got to run here in town pretty soon. But before we do that, we wanted to give a couple of shout outs to... Some very important people in the spoken tour realm. Uh, first is Jessica Michael. Happy birthday. She is 23 today, which is pretty crazy to think about, at least for me as the older brother. Happy birthday, Jay. I Happy love you. Happy birthday. Another one, another Jessica in our lives who just did something awesome. Uh, Jessica Markowitz just rode across the freaking country with her dad, Rich. In under one month. After training nil, zilch, (laughs) nothing, and then just cranking out back-to-back 100-mile days like a beast. Yeah. Mad props to you, Jess. That's badass. And then lastly, huge shout-out to my brother, Boo. Um, Yes, his name is Boo, like Peekaboo. That's how he got the name. Uh, My sister's name is Marky. I'm the only one in my family with a normal name, Tommy. Um, But Boo... Uh, sacrificed his Memorial Day weekend to drive out to Capitol Reef National Park. Or did he capitalize on his Memorial Day weekend? Ooh. Boo capitalized on his Memorial Day weekend by coming out to Capitol Reef Mm -hmm. and getting wildly lost trying to find Ty and I till the wee hours of the morning. (laughs) Um, And 
just follow the GPS tracker. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll lead you right to us, boo. Didn't yeah, work. our bad boo. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. Boo brought 10,000 Gatorades. He brought some additional gear that I wanted. I gave him some of my gear I didn't want. Pounds um, of Twizzlers. Yeah, he brought, oh my God, so many Twizzlers. It was awesome. Uh, and then he brought a little mini grill. We were grilling out. Mm-hmm. He brought steaks. Ty and I had steak oh. sandwiches for lunch. It was just absolutely outrageous. Um, he also put up with quite a bit. Yeah. He saw us at some of our lows, I would say. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, I think trying to find our campsite, uh, you, I, you were really attached to the Riverside campsite that you wanted to, uh, after a day of riding, you wanted us to level out. Uh, it was to, a half day of writing. <laughs> Ty, Ty was so attached to this campsite and was trying to convince Boo and I that we should unpack our gear and level out the ground to pitch our tent when just across the river, Boo had found just a glorious campsite. And uh, It would have taken 10 minutes. We would have been closer to the water. Whatever. I'm over it. It was a great campsite, okay? I admit that your choice was better. Oh, man. But anyway, seriously, Boo, um, thank you so much, man. That was really cool. It was awesome to be able to spend time with you before we left. Um, I'm going to miss you. Uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, growing close to you the last couple of years. I don't think I don't think my brother Boo and I have been this close since I was probably six or seven years old. So it's been cool. It's been really cool. I knew Tommy for a long time before I even knew that he had a brother named Boo. And then one day Boo showed up on our futon at uh, Mariposa at our house in Denver. And uh, pretty much from that day, got to know Boo as just an awesome, fun-loving guy. And uh, he's continued to just be a great D teammate all the way through. Yeah, and like Ty said, uh, Boo definitely saw the not-so-glamorous side of uh, our ride. I think he, he first off smelt it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's some moments of frustration and anger. Yeah, some some moments that started to tick pretty high on the spazometer. Yeah, okay. On Tommy's end, for sure. We were at a, it wasn't even a bike shop, it was an outfitter, pretty much a gear shop that happened to have a floor pump, which is about as close to a bike shop as we've been able to find in some of these places. And we were tinkering with his tubeless setup, trying to figure out why it wasn't sealing, what we could do to mitigate the issue. And when the mitigation process was starting to fail, I noticed Tommy getting this faraway look in his eye as he's just staring with blank mind and face, staring at his tire. The frustration just bubbling out of his eyes and ears and nose. And then finally he just starts smacking his wheel against his forehead. Boom, 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 getting harder and harder and harder. Boom, 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 boom. And, uh, and at that point, I believe he reached top spaz moment of the trip. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was a spazzy moment. Okay. But let us not forget what I think is hands down the single spazziest moment of the trip. And that was on your end, uh, in our final moments in the state of Colorado, we stopped for a late lunch after climbing up a big hill. And Ty had been having some issues with his rear tire and its ability to consistently hold air. So we stopped, we ate lunch, and after lunch I made a phone call, and Ty was tinkering with his rear tire, and I'm about, you know, 
20, 30 yards away, and I see Ty tinkering and tinkering, maybe five minutes go by, ten minutes go by, and he's kind of kicking the dirt, and you can you can tell he's yelling, he's, he's saying things to the tire and to the pump. It seemed like you were getting most frustrated with the pump. And as I'm on this phone call, I'm, you know, kind of continuing to observe you from a healthy distance, and all of a sudden, I see, I see you, it looks like you barked, it looks like you, you screamed something at the tire, you stood up, you picked the pump up, you looked the pump in, in your hand, put it, put it, held it up to your face, and then, like Rob Gronkowski, you spiked the pump on the ground and yelled some... A four-letter word yes. that I, I don't think we can say because we checked our podcast as non-explicit. And at that moment, I realized I had to end my call and go see what yeah, had happened. I think after I did that and uh, I took you know a breath and the clarity returned, I looked over to see if you had noticed and I kind of just sheepishly kept looking down thinking, okay, just keep it together. Tommy didn't see anything. It's fine. It's fine. And then I realized that the pump was actually bent and that I might have just broken possibly the most used tool in our bike maintenance repertoire, oh but bent it back into shape and it's been working okay yeah, since it's been then. Okay. And so in my opinion, that was peak spaz of the trip. I would, yes, I'll admit my tire foreheading was a second. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even call it a close second. Oh, it was a second. It is far and away the highest. It comes down to what is spazier taking your anger out on an inanimate object or bashing your head against something, causing self-harm. No, no. It was a fun little bounce off the forehead. Fun. There was nothing fun in the look in your eyes at that moment. <sighs> but I guess we will have to leave it up to listeners, maybe, yeah. to decide. Please, yeah. Any any feedback on who, who has uh, the throne as the biggest spaz of the trip? Uh, please let us know. Leave us a comment. Shoot us a message. We'd love to hear your opinion. Send us your own spazzy stories. Yes, yes. Send us your spazzy stories. Make us feel better about <laughs> our lack of couth. Oh, well, uh, anyway, we um, have some updates from the last couple weeks that we are going to uh, spin. Can you say that? Since it's We're not DJs. There's nothing. I don't think we can. Okay. Well, we're going to digitally play them. Splice. Splice. We're going to splice them in. Split it. Splice it. We're going to splice them in. Um, So here are uh, some updates from earlier in the week. Enjoy. It is Monday, May 29th. Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. We are recording from Grand Escalante National Monument. Grand Staircase Escalante. Grand Staircase. Is it Grand Staircase of the Escalante? I think. Ooh, we've got some owl friends. Is that an owl or is that like a weird cow? I wasn't sure before, but that time it sounded a lot like an owl. Okay. Um, so I'm sorry, Grand Staircase of the Escalante? I think it's just Grand Staircase. Maybe there's a hyphen or a dash, but just Grand Staircase Escalante National okay. Monument. And it's just outside of Boulder, Utah. Um, we rode here today from... Tory. Tory. Um, we had a kind of a surprise, what, 4,000 feet of elevation? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was... We knew there was going to be some. Some. Yeah. Not 4,000 feet of it. Not that many. 
And then we got to the summit. Also, we had the stupid summit sign. Yeah, the false summits were frustrating. Ninety six hundred feet. We should also acknowledge more of uh, the difficult mental state that we were in, coming off of a very gluttonous weekend. Thanks oh. to Tommy's brother Boo, yeah, who was plying us with beer, Twizzlers, double stuff Oreos, Cheetos, Cheetos toes. Uh, the kind of snacks that we have just been craving, but we've been too stingy to buy in that volume for ourselves. Yeah, so we're talking the one pa- the one pound bag of Twizzlers. Yeah, which we're still nibbling on. They make a great oh, yeah. um, mid ride snack. snack for all you uh, candy loving cyclists out there. Um, and so our bikes were extra heavy today. Boo had brought a ton of Gatorade for us as we asked him to. And, uh, we each were stuffing Gatorades and beers and, uh, Tommy's sister's home, homemade baked caramel M&M bars. Marky, Marky bars. Marky bars. We deemed them Marky bars. Um, so yeah, loaded with food, loaded with surplus drinks uh, some extra supplies that he brought us and we had been riding the two previous days. They weren't full, but they were half days, about 20 miles each riding with no panniers, you know, hardly any weight on our bikes. And we were just cruising, having a blast, bombing down hills, practically sprinting up hills. Uh, it just felt amazing to be riding without that weight. And then putting all the bags back on today, in addition to the extra poundage we were carrying on our bodies, it was tough, man. Let the record show, though, it was absolutely delightful being, once again, in an alpine environment after yeah. a week of uh, about as barren desert as it gets in the United States. Yeah. We, after, we, after we left Colorado on the heels of a foot-and-a-half snowstorm, uh, we hit the desert hard uh we came into south eastern utah and i would say debatably that's one of the most barren desolate stretches of road in the lower 48 yeah we were cranking out 50 mile days where the only service we had at the start was a water spigot and then, you know, rode all day with very little traffic, no services in between, and then got to our destination. We were lucky if there was a convenience store to get any kind of extra food. <laughs> yeah. It but usually it was just, yeah. like, water to water. And it, well, yeah, it wasn't even a matter of, oh, well, let's, let's try and ride 50 miles today. Maybe we'll just ride 20. It was, if we don't ride 50 miles, we're not getting water in the 90-degree heat today. Yeah. So it was... Uh, it was a, it was a gnarly week, especially coming off of yeah. pampered home field advantage in Colorado. Yeah, places. Just, I think we spent more nights staying in friends' houses than we did camping in Colorado. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the awakening, the harsh reality of the desert, was made even gnarlier by a an introduction to a species that we were previously unaware. Mm-hmm existed i think this we could maybe make this the spoken to his first official species account it is this will become the first official species account of fauna fauna are insects fauna yeah i don't know yeah they're fauna okay flora is so 
flora is like all plant life. Fauna. Bot- botanical. Botanical life. Let's use appropriate terminology. Okay. So this was a horrible, horrible bug. <laughs> of the worst sort. Of the worst sort. Uh, the common name that we were given is a noceum. Like no seam, like you can't see them. They're so they're, gosh darn small. They're t- they're they are like the size. They're smaller than like an eyelash. They're like a fruit fly or a gnat. Yeah. That is capable of delivering a bite worse than a mosquito, or probably not at first, but then after. Have a mosquito on your forehead right now. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We're still dealing with these sorts of encounters, but back to the noceums, they suck, and after biting you, within maybe an hour, um, these open wounds Volcanic just erupt wounds. on your skin, yeah. and they itch like hell. When combined with a the sunburn, they're maddening. <laughs> yeah. Ty's left leg right now. Like, we, we get a lot of looks just due to the fact that we smell bad and have big, humongous bikes. Mm-hmm. But Ty's left leg, it looks like you have a severe case of, like, the chicken pox. Boo called it leprosy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. For lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, back to the species account. So, um, the uh, species color is black. Black as the night. Um, they Black as their souls. The fly, the fly box is Airborne. checked. They can fly. Airborne. Um, size? Really small. Like, like I said, like fruit a, fly. Like a m- quarter of a millimeter? Yeah. Man. Yeah, maybe well, maybe one maybe one millimeter. Okay. What else do we need for a species account to make this official? Um, we've mentioned their hazards. We don't know what their ecological benefit is. So far as we can tell, there's zero. Um... Maybe, like, protecting areas. Like, there are so many noceums in an area that humans just don't want to enter it. Maybe it's, like, a natural, you know, natural defense. Yeah, that would discourage me from going anywhere where they are. Or just maybe they're just food. They just are food and that's it. What do they even eat? They're so small. What do they eat other than our blood and flesh? No, they just live off of us. That's what a parasite. Horrible, horrible, blood-sucking parasite. Well, anything else we need to add for the species account? Hmm. No. In fact, even just talking about it is kind of getting me riled up again. So we should we should probably move on to another one of our favorite segments <laughs> here on the Spoken Tour. And uh, it's becoming a little bit more common than either of us would like. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's becoming common. It just... Sometimes. Well, I don't know how many segment bits we've done, but so far, <laughs> the majority of them have been this one. And that is no bad days, but this one totally sucked. Uh, I'm going to let Tom tell the story because all of the sucking was delivered upon him. Yeah. So I'm just, I've just deemed this day, day 18. It will go down in infamy as day 18. When In reality, it actually started on the eve of day 18, on day 17, when we were crawling into our tent. Um at Natural Bridges Natural Monument in Utah and I look at my shoes and there's a scorpion as I as I look at my shoes there's a scorpion crawling into my left shoe. Um and so that was just kind of a dark, dark omen, mm-hmm. I think, for what was to come. So we we I'll let the record show I warned him about scorpions in the shoe. And you pretty much warned me just to make me paranoid. 
is it paranoia if it's clearly a legitimate concern? I mean, the, no, the, the thing su- was crawling into your shoes, You were surprised. Man. You were just like, oh, wow, that actually happens? Oh, come on. I knew it was going to happen. I saw it a mile away. Anyway, so we wake up after scorpion shoes, and uh, we're packing our bags, and of course, I'm shoving my clothes into one of my bags in just a catastrophic at least 12 inch rip of my, one of my two rear panniers that carries all of my gear. Um, huge, huge, huge rip right along a seam. I try, I I go to the camp next to us, try to get a needle, needle and thread. And the fabric on my pannier bags is so thick that it was almost bending the needle. So a needle and thread did this no justice. So anyway, I jerry rig it onto my bike. We bike a mile to the road and I'm feeling something weird on my front wheel and I stop and my front wheel is on the entire wheel is on the verge of just completely falling off. <laughs> and my, my, my front axle was just hanging on by a thread. I think if we would have biked another half mile, my front wheel would have flown off down the road. <laughs> you, would have, would have been, you would have been supermaned out on the highway. But still clipped into my pedals. Still so clipped like my in. bike would have just... Your bike would have scorpioned you in the back of the <laughs> yeah. head. Yeah, that would have been Man, fitting. That's a double scorpion. Anyway, so I stopped to... So I tightened my wheel up. And as I'm tightening my front wheel, I notice these weird little warts on my, on my tire, on the actual like tread of my, the tread of my tire. There's these three bubbles. It's like your, your tire had gotten black plague. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, it was like my, I had a pubescent tire that had three humongous pimples on it. Mm -hmm. And so... I've never seen that on a bicycle tire, car tire, any sort of tire. So I, Ty and I have absolutely no clue what to do. We try just pushing them, and we'd push one of these bubbles, and then all of the air pressure would go into one of the other bubbles and create a super bubble. And so luckily, Ty had one bar of service. So we try calling our bike mechanic buddy, Bergen, who, as we're leaving three weeks ago, for this trip, he said, all right, guys, any, any bike problems, call me. I'm happy to walk you through whatever it is. So sure enough, we call it Bergen. And after maybe five to 10 dropped calls off of this one bar of service, finally get a hold of them. And I knew that it was a bad problem with my tire when Bergen kind of paused and he goes, Hmm. Yeah, man, that's super weird. I haven't really ever heard of that. <laughs> and so he actually had good advice of try and deflate the tire and massage it out, mm-hmm. massage these bubbles out. So we're standing there, 80-degree heat, Well, no, we had crawled into a little nook in the nearby, uh, like, pinion Well, not forest. yet, not yet. First, we tried to oh, massage right, it right, on right. the side of the road. This is before we committed to the full and, repair. And yeah, uh, yeah. probably, you know, 20, 30 minutes of me giving this tire a full-on Swedish massage and doesn't work at all. Just no effect. So we realize I'm going to have to use one of my spare tires, replace the entire tire, not just the tube. And so, yeah, we duck into the this juniper forest and doing tire surgery, finally get it rigged up. We bike our 50 miles that day. We get to height this tiny old marina town on the shore of Lake Powell. And so Ty and I are totally stoked because it's been – Multiple days in the desert, layer upon layer of dirt upon sunscreen, upon more dirt, upon sunscreen, upon more dirt. 
just creating a gross every every inch of our bodies was just sticky and yeah. gross so we were stoked to jump into lake powell um we get to heights and we are 100 feet from our camp we see a, we see a cool site that we can grab we're biking towards it and within 100 feet my one of my tires hits a weird patch of sand on sandstone and i just totally wiped out uh my my right foot came out of my pedal my clipping pedal and i could not get my left leg out <laughs> so as i'm falling my left leg is stuck so my bike is just falling on top of me i stick my arm out and my hand right where like your palm meets your wrist i nailed that on a rock and then to make it worse, I'm still clipped into my left pedal and my bike has fallen on me. And so I try and, I try and push my Just bike off of me. Jerking his legs around, <laughs> yeah. trying to get the stupid bike off of him while his hand is throbbing. I think you described it best as I looked like a, a turtle that had fallen on its back. Yeah. Trying to Just trying roll to itself kick over. his way back over. And so then, you know, finally get, get to camp and my hand is immediately swollen. It's red. I'm grabbing it. I've, I've broken my left wrist, I think, a cumulative four times. So I'm like, oh, great. I probably broke my freaking wrist again. Whatever. We go down, and we're going to go jump in the water. And the level, the water levels on Lake Powell have dropped so significantly that this town, which used to be a marina town where people would launch their boats, the water has dropped so much that you can't even put a boat in anymore. Yeah. And these, what I'm assuming once were beautiful sandy stone beaches, yeah. have now turned into like disgusting swamp. And we're not talking of like, you know, there's some swamps that are pretty and, mm-hmm. you know, Na- as, natural. Far as, as far as swamps go. But this was a disgusting swamp in the sense that. I think the best example is there were piles of tires in the lake yeah. that had, I'm assuming, formerly been just dumped there yeah. that now were partially submerged, and it was just a thick, viscous mix of... Putrid, stagnant water, yeah. and then like a, a thick, thick barrier. I don't know if they were tamarisk or what kind of you know water-growing bushes these were, but thick barrier of those protecting any of the like free flowing uh water from getting to us yeah so after probably 45 minutes of us walking the shoreline up and down talking to the few other people in the town of where we could get access to the water we we realized that we are completely defeated and we're not getting in the water so Luckily, kind of silver lining that day, I think, was that a big rainstorm moved in, mm-hmm. and Ty and I ended up just standing outside in our shorts, just <laughs> letting the rain pour on us, because we were just so in need of any sort any of... Any form of fresh water yeah. on our bodies. <laughs> yeah. And we had a one-of-a-kind one uh, display of sunlight and rain and rock formations casting these amazing shadows like coming through the rain clouds so yeah there's the silver lining yeah totally but yeah the that was that was day 18 18. Um, the hand has been healing pretty well definitely not a fracture um 
it turned just an awesome purple, blue, yellow, yeah, all the way from pretty impressive. much the top of my thumb down to my wrist. Um, it made gripping a when you have a, a hand injury to the palm, it makes uh, gripping a a, a bicycle uh, steering wheel pretty tough. Um, a bicycle steering wheel is that what we're, is that the technical term we're using now? I had a little brain fart <laughs> on what you call your handles. Handlebars. Handlebars. <laughs> yeah, it makes your grabbing your bicycle steering wheel pretty tough. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, day eighteen, it came and went. I don't know. Still I tried kicking. To, I, I think my I tried to like think of why what what the hell happened that day. Mm-hmm. And I just think it was just a series of crappy events. Um, it was a good lesson of like checking our bikes. Yeah. Doing bike maintenance. I mean, like those little bubbles, there's nothing we could have done against that. But, uh, unless anyone, anyone knows if anyone has had bicycle wheel bubbles, let us know what the heck we did wrong. Um, but I don't know. I think that the one, the one good thing about that day is it made me realize that uh, how much being frustrated can affect our decision making and it's funny because our decision making on this trip is so different than what it was a month ago it's just a lot decisions are a lot seemingly more simple yeah but at the same time the they're not you know, it's like they may seem simple, but yeah. at the time, you know, they're, they on the surface, they're simple decisions, but they kind of have consequences that can be pretty serious. Totally. Yeah. Like, Are we going to make it to water? Are we going to is my front wheel going to fall? Is off? your front wheel going to explode and you're swerve into traffic and yeah. get hit by a bus, as Bergen pointed out when he was giving <laughs> us his mechanic instructions. Yeah. Thank you, Bergen. But yeah, the decisions themselves are simple. But I think sometimes we work ourselves up into a hot bother because the consequences um, can be serious. And like we've mentioned many, many times before, this is our first attempt at extended bike touring. So we're still getting the hang of it. Totally. So that was us from Grand Staircase, Escalante National Monument. We had a great couple of days there. Saw some amazing things. Rode the, rode the All-American all Highway, yeah, Highway 12. The entirety of the All-American Highway. That was awesome. Dixie National Forest. Spectacular. Man, yeah, that one that one's definitely on the list for, for future trips. Mm-hmm. And throughout those amazing days, we met some amazing people. We had some really cool interactions with folks that we never would have ever met. And uh, it brings us back to... The Kindness of Strangers segment here on the Spoken Tour. And uh, since the last time we since the last time we did Kindness of Strangers, um, we have just had some really amazing uh, generosity from folks. Starting with Jera of Olathe, Colorado, who we met through warm showers, gave us a place to pitch our tent, and uh, I know it's a cup of coffee in the morning. She was just a great person to talk to. Thank yeah. you, Jarrah. And then uh, we had a few awesome homies in Ridgeway shack us up during a surprise foot and a half snowstorm. Um, so big shout out to Hannah, Eric, 
Oliver and uh, Callie for making the introduction to those awesome people. Um, you guys have a, an amazing energy about you. Um, it was so much fun watching you three cook dinner. Uh, th- those, it was just so great being able to spend time with you. We, we wish you nothing but uh, the finest cheese for uh, all of your days. After making it over the pass after the snowstorm, we dropped into Telluride where we got some great, great help from Lolly, Megan, JJ, Irwin. You guys gave us probably the coolest place to stay that we will have (laughs) for the foreseeable future. Um, Irwin, thank you for the Lego Stormtrooper. May the Force always be with you. And then also in Telluride, uh, Travis of Box Canyon Bikes let us uh, clean up our rigs, do some much-needed maintenance, and uh, he's just got a great shop there in Telluride. Thank you, Travis. Uh, after we made it into Utah, uh, after a 70-mile brutal headwind day, uh, Lynn at Hovenweep National Monument, thank you for hooking it up with a couple of Modus Hopperandi IPAs. Mandarin. Mandarin. Modus Oh, man. That was, I think, so far the most refreshing Bench. moment of yeah. of the trip. So Agreed. thank you very much, Lynn, and we hope that the rest of your road trip is totally stellar. After we left Lynn, we went to Valley of the Gods, which was amazing, but not much water there. And I don't think we would have made it out if it weren't for Gary and Claire, who are the operators of Valley of the Gods B&B. It's this really cool place, amazing views, uh, just on the west side of Valley of the Gods, totally off-grid, too. And they let us fill up on water, gave us some great info about the region, and uh, informed us about the brutal climb we had after leaving <laughs> their place. Modi Dugway. Yeah. Watch out for that. Uh, and at Natural Bridges National Monument, um, we Ty and I arrived after, I think, our hottest and one of our least water-filled days, uh, only to find a campsite that was completely full. So thank you very, very much to the German family from Munich who let us pitch our tent at their campsite that they already had and then hooking it up with uh, a couple Budweiser's to end the night. So uh, thank you all very much, and your road trip sounds amazing. We hope that you enjoy Yosemite. After leaving our German friends, we got to height. We were just gorging on snacks from a convenience store that we were assuming was going to be closed, Um, but it wasn't. It was open, and not only was it open, but the clerk there noticed a particular bag of donuts on the shelf that was expiring that day that he couldn't sell, so he gave them to us. Thank you, Height Convenience Store clerk, for the free bag of powdered donuts. And uh, as we were making our way uh, through Dixie National Forest, uh, climbing Boulder Mountain, a uh, big shout out to Deanna and Lizard Head Cycling for hooking it up with a little thing of kale and tomato salad because Ty and I have had almost no fresh anything on this trip. So uh, it was a small gesture, but it was absolutely <laughs> amazing. So thank you so much for that and for some of the cycling uh, beta for the region. Jeff in Cannonville who uh, approached us just after seeing our bikes and having a genuine interest for bicycles and all things bike touring. Um, Thank you for the great conversation and a little bit of local history, and most of all, the ginormous tub of 
double strawberry blue bunny ice cream that Tommy and I ate in about 15 minutes. Uh, and last but not least, thank you so much to Dana and Connie for opening up your home to us in Cedar City. Uh, this is an absolutely beautiful place to stay. We can't thank you enough for dinner last night, breakfast this morning, and uh, promises of an amazing chicken masala this evening. Oh. So uh, thank you both very much. And uh, again, thanks to everyone who has impacted our trip one way or another, um, whether that's sending us a message, dropping us a pin on our map. Um, we really could not do this without the kindness of strangers and the, the inherent good that uh, resides in most people. So mm -hmm. thank you all very much. Um, and we are going to even further appeal to the kindness of strangers and ask listeners out there, uh, if you guys want to send us some audio clips of questions you might have, pose them in audio form and email them to us or stories. If, you know, friends or family or whoever has some stories that they want to share. Um, we are just looking for some external input besides just the voices of Tommy and myself on this thing. We want to include uh, other people, other perspectives, and just make it a little bit more interesting. Embarrassing stories of Tyler are highly encouraged. Um, but yeah, seriously, we'd love to we'd love to hear from some of you guys. So send us a little audio clip to the spoken tour at gmail.com and, and really do not fret about audio quality. I'm sure yeah. you can tell by now that it's not uh, it's a concern of ours, but we just don't know how to improve it. So yeah. <laughs> don't worry about <laughs> Whatever. it. Whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, from here we're heading uh, through the beautiful scenic state of Nevada. The we're, Silver State. We're taking the extraterrestrial highway. Mm -hmm. And um, Boo, um, we are specifically doing this to honor uh, you and your belief in extraterrestrial life. We're hoping that this will finally, Ty and I will walk away with some hard evidence mm -hmm. to put your and Jacob Ward's uh, feud over whether extraterrestrials exist or not to rest. Um, but yeah, so expect some spooky, crazy, eerie stories. Um, it's going to be out there. Yeah. It's going to be way out there, but, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're, we pretty much changed our whole route. Um, we're heading kind of Northwest now taking the, the, uh, the obvious Northwest route to San Diego instead of the, right. the Southwest route. Yeah. Um, but yeah, should be, should be awesome. Who knows? Maybe we'll make it make great time across Nevada, make it to the coast, ride highway one down. Could be just a pipe dream, but probably is a pipe dream. <laughs> let's, let's keep it active and burning in our minds though, just as motivation. Yeah. Well, uh, we got some errands to run. I got a back tire to figure out somehow to make it rideable again. And before a great we take clicking off. noise. That yeah. I wish you wouldn't fix cause it's really pleasant. <laughs> yeah. The hardest parts going up these hills, this just menacing clicking noise has been coming from the bottom bracket of my bicycle and it makes me want to throw my bicycle off of a cliff. He so. says it, it makes him want to punch somebody in the face <laughs> and it makes me really nervous because there's only two of us. Yeah. So who the hell is he going to punch in the face if yeah. not me? Yeah. Watch out. All right, folks. Well, uh, wish us luck and um, you may not hear from us again because we may get abducted. So, boo, if you don't hear from us, Take that as evidence mm -hmm. uh, that there there's something going out there in the going on out there in the universe. So, with that, beam us up.